Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So what's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting, and it's not close. As you can see, we have left the friendly confines, but those of you that have been with us since day one know how the schedule goes. We stay home for the NFL season, then during the heart of the golf season, we travel, PGA Tour. You guys love it, and I love it, too. The Players' Championship, just 30 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. But this is a big-time Tuesday. Do not forget, we want to know how good do you think you are after we look how good my crew is. Yesterday, a very solid day at the brand. How about this? San Francisco never in doubt late last night. Buckets, we talked about it on the show yesterday. Pivoting, evolving. That was no sweat with that team total. They had three in the first 60 minutes. Then how about late last night, BYU-St. Mary's. BYU down 26 They come back, cut it to four, and that over was easy by 15, 18 points. That's how the crew gets it done. But as I said, how good do you think you are? It's getting down to it. It all starts next week. The Early Edge Bracket Challenge. There is the QR code on the screen right now. You can download that, or you can simply go to tinyurl.com slash early edge bracket. Lock in your spot right now. We're all in. I'm in. The whole crew is in. It's about Now, on this Tuesday, when our week starts, well, I got to tell you that later today, 3 p.m. Eastern time, the early wedge, me, see ya, Patrick McDonald, live right here on the same channel. And there it is right there. It's the biggest event of the year on the regular schedule for the PGA Tour, and we have you covered top to bottom, left to right. But I am fired up, fired up, fired up for a reason. Let's go ahead and bring in the stars of the show, because we're going absolutely six why this morning i told you weekdays are changing and you can see it right here oh where do i go live from nashville tennessee the penthouse level m squared good morning sir good morning coach we got the zoom call fired up today i absolutely love it uh you know i got some tennis for you today no college basketball for me but people have been asking for a little tennis we've got tennis on american soil we'll get to it in a bit you have just officially named the show, and we have six people on. It is now officially the Zoom call. Thank you, Mikey, very much. <laughs> now, next live, we're going all over the place, just south of London, England. Good afternoon to the guru, Martin W. Green. Hello, sir. Uh, good morning to you, coach. Yeah, it's soccer from me, which is probably pretty predictable. Uh, got a couple of good games to break down later on in the show. All right. And uh, it's rare that we have the mentor and the mentee. And yesterday, I'm so proud of you, Buckets, because instead of saying, oh, let's pound the big teams, you pivoted, you evolved, you changed, you explained it. And not only did we hit your pick, but La Liga, zero goals. I nailed that under two based off your storyline. Well done. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. It's nice to see that check by my name again. It happened exactly how we said. La Liga had their third game in a row and 0-0. These big teams are tired. Let's keep focusing on the little guys. That's where the value is. You're damn right it is. Now, Sawyer in the chat says, absolutely stacked crew this morning. We agree with you. Because next, he is our NBA aficionado. And I don't know what happened last night, Mikey B, 
but it was points, points, and a ton of points. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we had some high-scoring games. We got so many guys on the show today. We've got a full starting five plus a six-man off the bench. This is great. Whoa, 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 whoa. Buckus has been talking about load management for a while now. So let's be <laughs> careful. Let's be careful with that. And then finally, there is nobody. There is nobody hotter than this man right here. I don't care if it's basketball. I don't care if it's golf. He is the counselor of cash. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. C and Ajat. See ya. Good morning, sir. Coming off a nice late night win, man. That thing didn't end until about 1.30 in the morning Eastern time, but we got San Francisco plus 14 and a half. We talked about how that line was really quite inflated by at least a couple of points. And, and I got a pick today that I think is probably inflated by that exact number, by at least a couple of points. So we're going to talk about it. Can't wait. Oh, and also you won a little prize pack for your fade or follow last night as well. That had to feel good. It felt good. The last time we did this, um, I had Jason Tatum in the All-Star game as the leading scorer. So I'm two for two. I have a lot of people to thank. I mean, it's a game show, so I want to thank Pat Sajak. I want to thank Alex Trebek, <laughs> uh, Alan Bell, of course, Chuck Woolery. Uh, you name it. I could go down the line. We need a whole show for that. All right. Well, we'll get to that next show for sure. By the way, in the chat, you're asking about prop stars. He was 5-0 and and not on the show. What do I tell you all the time? Early Edge is just the highway to Sportsline. All of his picks are posted on Sportsline as soon as he makes them. So become a member, and you get them all the time. It doesn't matter if he's here every single day. Come on. Now, let's get into it. Storylines could affect the betting lines today. And I got to tell you, right now, it's never been more important. Last night, Mikey, I'm coming to you, because everybody said, oh, the Celtics can't play. Everybody's sitting. And then they go out and they play not only competitive, they play another overtime game. And I think it shocked the world that all of those players played, and they were competitive. This is important. Start us off. Yeah, we got a big injury report tonight. Only eight games, but it definitely feels like 15-game slate here. We got uh, for the Bucks, Giannis listed on the injury report, probable. Fully expect him to go. Drew Holiday, though, is questionable to play for Milwaukee. Wesley Matthews out. On the Orlando side, Wendell Carter Jr., Gary Harris, both listed questionable in this game. Detroit on the second night of a back-to-back -back here, definitely in tank mode. Hamido Diallo, someone who brings a ton of energy off the bench for them. He is doubtful to play tonight. Boyan Bogdanovich, questionable. Jalen Duran, Killian Hayes, Rodney Magruder, Isaiah Stewart, also all questionable tonight. Uh, for the Washington side, Monty Morris might return, but Kyle Kuzma has been added to the injury report. He's listed questionable. It's Philadelphia 76ers on the second night of a back-to-back -back here playing against Minnesota. Interesting narratives in this one. For one, you've got Austin Rivers playing against his father's team. And then, of course, Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, both listed questionable. Both sat in the last game last night. They would be very, very thin if they both sat again today. For the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson listed questionable once again. For the, let's see, the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins still remains out there. For the Utah Jazz, Colin Sexton, they announced he's going to miss four more games. And then for the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell listed questionable. Uh, he hasn't played in a while. He is still questionable for the Lakers. I hope you grabbed your paper, just like I do. And my pencil, I'm telling you, that stuff is strong. Thank you, Mikey, for starting us off. Now, Mikey just mentioned the Knicks. Mikey B, I'm coming to you next because the last time the Knicks took the court, Jalen Brunson, last minute, didn't play. Oh, it's over. Knicks can't win again, but can they? How about let's go to two overtimes. They win in Boston. Quigley cemented his sixth man of the year award. But what do you have today? How good have the Knicks been? 
Yeah, as Walt Clyde Frazier would say, the Knicks have been dishing and swishing. <laughs> they have won, <laughs> they won nine in a row. They're going for their 10th straight win tonight. All nine of those wins have coincided with them acquiring Josh Hart from the Trailblazers. He's been a great addition for them. They're up two games over the Nets as the fifth seed in the East, and they're only one and a half games back of the Cavaliers for the fourth seed. As M Squared said, Jalen Brunson is questionable, but even if he sits, they should have no problem dispatching the rebuilding Lamelo Ballless Hornets. Lamelo, boy, they are bad now. They are really, yeah. really bad now. Mikey, thank you very much. By the way, Brock in the chat says, good morning, Early Edge fam. Don't forget to smash that like button. Could you do that for us, please? It really helps the algorithm of the show. And those listening on Apple or Spotify, please do that as well also. Now, <clears throat> buckets. We have been trying to navigate these very dangerous, uh, unexpected waters of the Champions League. So for those not familiar Explain what today is and why they go, oh, this is the same games they played a week ago, but not really. Talk to me. It is kind of the same games they did play a week ago, but in the Champions League round of 16, they have two-leg aggregate scoring, which means that both teams will play once at home and once on the road. And whoever has the most combined goals wins the actual qualification and gets pushed through. So looking at Chelsea and Dortmund, for instance, Chelsea is down 0-1 to Dortmund. If that game ends 0-0 today, Dortmund qualifies because they're up on aggregate scoring. Because of that, second legs are generally a little bit easier to bet because teams know what they have to do to win. So we're going to try to bet on some of these more desperate teams to find results today. I like it, man. You don't have to bet the biggest ones. I've never gone to the to the pay window and had them go, oh, this is English League One. No, they don't do that. They just hand you your money and say, hey, have a good day. All right, Buckets, thank you very much. Martin, stand by. All right, now, final storyline today. And last night, one of my good friends is the great Howie Schwab. He's the right hand of Dick Vitale. He had a famous show called Stump the Schwab back in the day. And seeing his job, last night he tweeted out, oh, there are some bubble teams that are very, very nervous because a bunch of number one seeds in conference tournaments got bounced. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to focus on these bubble teams, specifically in these conference tournaments. A lot of the big ones starting today, as we know, the ACC is starting today. I have a pick in that one. But I think we should pay attention to the bubble teams. And, and, and it's a little bit of narrative building. And we'll see if the lines are affected by these desperate teams who really need to win, like the UNCs, the Wisconsins, the Michigans, Nevada, Rutgers, you name it, Oklahoma State, Arizona State. There's a lot of teams that really need to do some damage in the conference tournaments. And that's one of the things I like to factor in, unless the line has already factored it in. So it's something to monitor as we get through this week, because we may be in a position to take some teams that are truly desperate and truly are going to go all out versus some teams who are comfortably in and maybe just kind of be going through the motions a little bit. All right. Very, very good. By the way, we'll be releasing our March Madness schedule coming over the next few days, but we're going to have you covered during the tournament top to bottom all the time. Don't even worry about that. As always, the crew is everywhere in the chat right now. Berg Betts and also Prop Star. You wanted him. I texted him and he went into the chat. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Any questions you have, put them in there. They will answer them in real time. All right, it's time to get to our marquee matches. But before we do that, we got to pay all of these expensive talents. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. Fantasy Life in the chat says, it. what a glorious show. And I agree with you, Fantasy Life. All right, let's get into it. Marquee matchup time. We're going to the NBA for game number one. And last night, personally, I was pretty proud of myself. I had the Sixers and the Pacers in a first half over because that's what the Pacers do. But now the Sixers, after that offensive extravaganza, 
Lorenza. Mikey, I'm starting with you. They now have to go to Minnesota. The line is two. The total is 229 and a half. How are you leaning today, sir? Yeah, this one is a fascinating one. You know, you have to account for how how tired uh, Philly is. They've played a ton recently, had a massive comeback victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Then they just played last night, uh, second night of a back-to-back here tonight. The story in this game, though, it's all about Tobias uh, Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker. They're going to need at least one of them to defend, likely P.J. Tucker, to defend on Anthony Edwards. If that doesn't happen... Uh, it's going to be a tough battle for them. So we have contrasting styles in terms of pace. We know Philly wants to play a half-court offensive game. Minnesota definitely wants to score in transition as much as they possibly can. They're going to push the pace on Philly intentionally here in the second night of a back-to-back. As far as leaning on the game, I have a lean to the over on the game, which is relatively rare for the computer to give me over plays in the NBA like this. Um, as far as the spread, I think it's priced appropriately considering what we know about the injuries. Uh, if both of these guys were in and this game is still the second night of a back-to-back, I would make Philly minus one on the spread. Uh, I think it's priced relatively appropriately, though, considering the minutes that the guys have logged for Philly recently and the fact that neither one of these guys ended up playing last night uh, on the first leg of the back-to-back. So I lean towards Philly pretty heavily if they're in. The issue with that is the second that they're ruled in, this line is definitely going to flip. Um, so that's where I'm at. I lean, lean to the over, lean to the Philly side here, uh, but I'm far more interested in waiting to play it live. I, I think the Sixers team, they might be able to rally, but they definitely might find themselves down eight to 10 points at some point in this game. Mikey brings an absolutely great point. We talk about live betting all the time, and Mikey B, I'm going to come to you next because when you have a double overtime game, we have seen many times that everything's good. Everybody's playing. And then at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, they go, ah, bad knee, something like that. But this Timberwolves team, they never do that. Everybody plays. How are you looking at this game? Yeah, the good thing, Timberwolves, uh, they don't have anybody of note on the injury report. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is still out. But they do have some size to battle with Joel Embiid. They have Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed, who's also been a very capable center this season. Uh, a note on the 76ers, they are one of only seven teams to have a winning record on the road this season. Um, again, like like M Squared said, I would probably wait to play this game on the live line. Uh, both of these teams have been tricky for me to guess this season. With the 76ers playing so well on the road, that would be good. But second night of a back-to-back definitely makes it risky. I would prefer to play this on the live. See it? Do you agree? Three for three? Live for you? Yeah, I, I agree with the live play, but I think we might see something from the Sixers. Maybe they're just gassed, and, and this could be a close game. And, and just via watching it, you could find a, an opportunity to bet the Minnesota Timberwolves here. I mean, they've been on a, a, a pretty tough road trip. We know it's a back-to-back, but they just just in the last six days, at Miami, at Dallas, at Milwaukee, and then, of course, at Indiana last night. The, the T-Wolves were on the West Coast as well, but they've had a couple of days to be at home and to rest. So I do like the idea of maybe live betting this, and, and, I, and I agree with Mikey completely about you know waiting to see who's actually active and who isn't but I could see this game potentially getting away from the Sixers particularly if some of those guys are are deemed inactive yeah which is why betting the total could be very very dicey because if it becomes a blowout you know that's the worst thing that can happen to a total all right that's marquee matchup number one gentlemen thank you very much let's go to the pitch now because here at Paramount Plus, here at CBS, this is very, very important to us. Chelsea and Dortmund. Now, in league play, Martin, we're going to start with you. Dortmund has been a goal-scoring machine. But now you go into the Champions League and you play against a Chelsea team that loves to play defensively. What does this game look like to you? 
Yeah, Dortmund has just been a machine all over the pitch, coach, ever since the German Soccer League resumed in January. Uh, they've won all 10 of their games since then. That includes the 1-0 win against Chelsea in the first leg of this round of 16 clash. They also beat Bochum in the German Cup, the DFB Pokal. And they've won eight consecutive Bundesliga matches. That leaves them level with the mighty Bayern Munich at the top of the Bundesliga table. So they're in absolutely terrific form right now. What really impressed me about Dortmund this season is their defensive strength. They've always been really good in attack over the past few years, even after losing Erling Haaland last summer to Manchester City. Uh, you know, they've got the likes of Karim Adeyemi, Sebastian Haller, Marco Royce, Julian Brandt. The list goes on and on, but they were always really vulnerable at the back. So they signed Niklas Sula and Nico Schlotterbeck in the summer, and that's toughened them up quite a lot in defence, which has allowed them to keep pace with Bayern Munich over the course of the season. And they really have a good chance of winning the Bundesliga for the first time in more than a decade. Um, they're coming up against the Chelsea team who are struggling, as you said. Um, they really need to overturn this one-goal deficit and get through to the quarterfinals because they're marooned in 10th place in the Premier League table and they're out of both cup competitions. They're out of the FA Cup. Uh, so this is their only chance of winning a trophy this season after breaking transfer records by spending more than $600 million on new players. Pressure's really on Graham Potter, their manager. It's just a must-win game for them. But they're not in very good form. They're goal shy. And yeah, I think they could be outmatched here by a more organised Borussia Dortmund team. I think it's going to be a tight, low-scoring game got a pick on it which i can break down later i can talk about this game for hours if you'd like <laughs> well we got it we got to get the bucket so we'll, we'll hold you right there but our lead data scientist speculator he's on the chelsea side today after everything martin just said buckets how are you looking at this game coach it's so hard to follow after martin because you just want to say ditto and agree with everything blindly that he says because he's so good at what he does but i will say that i agree with everything Martin said, because of how good defensively Dortmund is and how bad attacking Chelsea is right now. Chelsea has not had a game where they have scored more than a single goal since December 27th in a match between Bournemouth and the EPL. So this is a team that has to overcome a goal deficit and hasn't been able to do that now for quite some time. I'm very worried about this game for Chelsea. As a German fan, I'm very excited for Dortmund. But as a lover of goals more than anything, this is a game that I'm not particularly excited for because I see a very low-scoring game here. Hey, I say it all the time. If you want to bet the other, under, just bet it and don't watch the game. <laughs> now the bosses are like, Coach, what are you doing? It's on Paramount+. Plus. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I get it. I get it. All right, our third and final marquee matchup today, we're going to college basketball. And last night, boy, did we have some interest in these two games. My man Sean Farnham on the call. Incredible two games late last night. St. Mary's hanging on against BYU, and then Gonzaga looking like Gonzaga, although San Francisco was getting way too many points, and that was an easy cast for my man, the counselor. And Sia, let's start with you. These two teams have less than 24 hours to get back up for the championship game. Talk to me. Yeah, very familiar with each other, too. And it's interesting because I really like what BYU did against St. Mary's late last night in that just incredible comeback where they almost actually eclipsed St. Mary's and won the game. Of course, they ended up losing uh, just by a handful of points. But I think, you know, to me, that, that gives the edge a little bit to Gonzaga. I think they might be able to figure something out, just predicated on what BYU did. But these teams are really familiar with each other. If we're just looking at the talent and the teams, I do think Gonzaga is the better team, and I, and I do expect Gonzaga to cover. 
And Mikey, rarely do you see a total in the 130s whenever Gonzaga is playing. But St. Mary's is the one team. But we showed last night that if you get a lead or it's a spread, that they will pick up the pace and they will score. How are you uh, leaning into this game today? Yeah, this one's fascinating here. You know, Sia mentioned and you mentioned the the rest is obviously the story here. Uh, it's significantly different than watching NBA basketball with teams on the second night of back-to-back. NBA athletes prepare for it. They train for it. It's something that happens very, very frequently for them. In the college game, you play a second night of a back-to-back basically twice a year, right? This is essentially the only time that you really get to be in this particular situation. You're obviously not doing it at home like you get to in the NBA at certain times. Uh, So that's certainly something that you need to consider here. But this one is all about pace of play and the contrasting styles here. I thought that what BYU did defensively late or not, you know, midway through the second half here where they really turned things around last night, I think Gonzaga is going to do something similar after watching that result last night. Uh, As far as the total, though, it's super fascinating because the last game closed 141, went over the total. We're sitting 138, 138 and a half here. Um, St. Mary's, if they want to win this game, they know they're not winning this game in a shootout. They know that they're not winning, very unlikely to win this game 88 to 86, right? They know that they have to play defensively. They know they have to play a half-court game, limit possessions, and play with efficiency. That's the path to them beating them here. So I thought that I was going to be able to be on the over here in this game. I actually make the number 137. Um, Not enough of a lean to really play the under or want to, but certainly something to watch. What you mentioned was if one team jumps out to a 10 to 12 point lead, that's where you have to really start to pay attention to live betting the total here. Uh, We saw it in a number of games yesterday and we'll continue to do so. Less important for these teams because it doesn't matter. It matters to win this game, but the team that loses this game is still firmly in the NCAA tournament you're still going to see the desperation fouling at the end, even down 10 to 12 with a minute left. Uh, so that is where we want to start looking to live. But of course, sports books pull the live totals probably around the four minute timeout. Uh, so you're going to have to understand the game and really look at it at that point. Uh, but initial leans in this game would be Gonzaga and under. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Having like a seven or eight point lead with about two and a half minutes to go. That's perfect. That mm-hmm. is absolutely perfect because all these teams are desperate. They want to get to the dance. They'll do every last night. A team fouled down 12 with 22 seconds to go. I was like, hey, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Because I damn sure not betting any unders in championship week. All right. Now we've got three marquee matchups and we've got five extraordinary gentlemen ready to give us their picks. We're going to hoist up the pitch today. So buckets, I know you're nervous. I know you're on with four, five other legends, but you get to go go first. You're up big boy. Well, as the, I believe Mike said sixth man here, I'm excited to be a part of this. (laughs) I've got, I've got two picks for us and I am going to have one on the champions league, but it is an angle that I have never in my betting career touched on. I'm looking at the matchup between Benfica Lisbon and club Bruges this afternoon. I bet on Club Rouge Moneyline last week and got my butt kicked as they got their butts kicked 3-0 by relegation-bound Ustende. This team is terrible right now. Benfica Lisbon is up 2-0 on aggregate scoring, and they're probably going to beat them 2-0 again today. But I'm looking at a weird angle here. I'm taking Club Brugge to have the most cards in this match, currently at minus 130. This bet will be under the cards tab on your sportsbook. Benfica Lisbon has the least amount of cards assigned out of any team in Portugal's top flight when playing at home, while Club Brugge have the most cards on the away in the Belgian Jupiler League. 
This is just an angle that I think is tremendous value considering how sharp most of the lines are in this game. I think that Benfica get no cards in this game, so I love this first look. And then sticking with the basics or going back to the basics here, going to another small league guru. I'd be very curious on your opinion here. I'm looking at a matchup between Huddersfield Town and Bristol City. This is at 245 this afternoon. This is in the English Championship, so it's the second league of English soccer. And I'm taking Bristol City on the draw no bet at minus 130. I personally would have no problem sprinkling the money line and possibly the team total here, but the official pick is going to be that draw no bet. Bristol City is coming off a rare loss against Cardiff City, and before that, they have not lost in 12 games. Meanwhile, Huddersfield has lost four of their last five and are sitting dead last on the championship table in 24th place with the second most goals conceded, the most losses, and the second least amount of wins here. This is a giant gap between these two teams, and I expect Bristol City to bounce back aggressively this afternoon. You're giving me PTSD buckets. I spent 10 years at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, and I never want to go back there. <laughs> and by the way, I'll ask the questions. You do not need to ask the guru any questions about his thoughts, okay? Why don't you just let me handle it? Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey, Guru, you're th no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stay with the soccer theme. And Martin W. Green, I'm coming to you, and I love your two plays today. Talk to me. Yeah, I went to college in Bristol, Coach. Lived there for three years. Oh. I'm sure the uh, the good people of Bristol will be delighted <laughs> that Buckets is tipping their, their team. There's two teams. There's Bristol City and Bristol Rovers, and I was – much more of a Bristol City oh. fan, so I, I hope they get the job done against Huddersfield. That would be a, a, another glorious day for, <laughs> for Bristol City. Um, yeah, I, I have a pick on an even smaller league, but I'm going to start with the game that we just discussed, uh, which is obviously Chelsea versus Borussia Dortmund. What I didn't mention is that Chelsea forward Kai Havertz, German forward, is on a seven-game goal drought. He's only scored once in 12 matches in 2023. So things aren't looking great for Havertz, who was a big money signing a few years ago. Uh, but the Blues, they don't have any other compelling options in attack. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, their main striker, didn't even make their Champions League squad because they bought so many players they couldn't find room for him. So they have to persist with Kai Havertz, who's on a real drought right now. Uh, as Buckets um, mentioned a bit earlier, Chelsea really not looking too clever in front of goal. Their last eight matches have actually seen under 2.5 goals. Uh, in that time, the Blues have only scored twice and they've conceded only five times, which means that Chelsea games are currently averaging just 0.88 goals per game. They are pretty solid at the back, despite an injury to their star player, Thiago Silva. But they lack firepower and they lack cohesion. All right. Uh, oh, so it was just Martin. Is everybody else good? Martin is frozen. Uh, just Martin. Martin. Yeah. All right, just Martin. Phew. That was a very I got nervous, coach. Yeah, I, I did too. I like, I you know my tech me? issues, coach. I got nervous. <laughs> That's true, I Mike. got real nervous. You... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will <laughs> <laughs> that take from Martin on Chelsea Dortmund. We had a lot of good information, under two and a half. And then Plymouth draw no bet against Derby. Quickly buckets, 10 seconds. Why do we like Plymouth draw no bet? I have no idea why we like Plymouth draw no bet. <laughs> and I love that. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Plymouth draw no bet. 
what league is it in so people can find it buckets it's going to be in championship or league one i think derby got relegated so you're probably beneath championship at that point all right they're all just go to england and then go down <laughs> and it's there hey whenever people complain in the chat i can't find it look for it a little bit they're all there i promise you they're all there for every single book now i tell you all the time here on the show that we will handicap any sport and you ask for it we'll do it for you but we have one man who literally can do every single sport and we haven't had tennis in a minute M squared, can you help me out? I can help you out, coach. You know, we don't bet a ton of tennis on the show for a couple reasons. Number one, a lot of them are international series. They can fall at very interesting times. Uh, and number two, it's a sport that is much better suited for live betting than pregame betting. However, I do like a spot today. ATP Indian Wells on American soil. We're in the qualifying here to try to get into the main draw. I like Alexi Popperin plus 115 against Taro Daniel. This is a great spot for Popperin, in my opinion. He is definitely talented enough to be in this main draw. He won in straight sets yesterday. Taro Daniel had to play a three-set match to get in. But what it's really about here is you got one player who's nearing the end of his career, in my opinion. Obviously, Popperin, only 23 years old, big 6'5 frame, has the stuff to serve to get himself out of trouble should he need to. But what I'm looking at here is the form, right? So one thing in tennis, you can look at ratings. I look a lot at ELO ratings if you're familiar with chess or really any other rating system. What I want to look at is how far removed is a player from their peak form. When you look at Taro Daniel, 30 years old, we're in 2023, his peak ELO form happened in 2015 when he also you know, would have been 23, 24 years old. He is 30 years old facing Popperin. So Popperin has three massive, massive wins already this year against guys that are going to be in the main draw, potentially candidates to win these tournaments. Um, you know, Taylor Fritz is a guy he beat. Felix Auger Aliasim is a guy that he's beaten this year. I think this is a great spot. I don't think he should be the underdog in this particular spot. So we're going to take Al Alexi Popperin plus 115. Fox in the chat says, sweet. Mikey nails these tennis picks. The chat just lit up when I said tennis. And clearly that's a hole that we need to fill. Mikey, thank you very much. Yeah. You have something else? Oh, I, I, I would love to give more tennis. It's just it's a, a very delicate sport uh, where it's much, much better to live bet. But in this particular spot, you can find uh, there there are a few matches. Just they happen at three or four a.m. Okay. Well, you're always up. I can always if you follow him on social media, he'll help you out. Patreon. He's got everything. Just follow him on everything. That's the easiest way to do it. Taylor says tennis is tough. T U F F. You're right, Taylor. Mikey just said it. All right, now, who gets the maestro spot this morning? With all due respect, Mikey B, to you, my man Sia is scorching right now. Oh, yeah. So th this goes without saying. So you, sir, I need two plays that I can sink my teeth into. What do you got? All right, first we're going to go to the Lakers-Grizzlies game. We're going to do Lakers money line at minus 120. John Morant is out. Uh, he's been suspended for at least two games, but it sounds like he's going to be out longer based on the quotes coming out of Memphis. Steven Adams is going to miss his 18th straight game. Brandon Clark is out for the remainder of the season. Good news for the Lakers. Anthony Davis is probable. D'Angelo Russell has been doubtful each of the last five games that he's missed. He's listed as questionable. So that might actually be good for his news for him playing. The Grizzlies are 12-20 and 20 on the road this season, but they are 1-8 and eight on the road since Steven Adams got hurt. Their only road win came over the Rockets. So we'll do Lakers money line. <laughs> and then we'll go to the Nets-Rockets game. 
We're going to do Spencer Dinwiddie over 10 and a half rebounds and assists at minus 135. Nets are pushing for a playoff spot, so Dinwiddie has averaged 34 minutes since joining the team. He's just out at least eight assists in five straight games. He has at least 11 combined rebounds and assists in seven of 10 games of the Nets. The Rockets, second worst defensive rating in the league, second worst shooting percentage in the league. Should be plenty of opportunities for rebounds and assists for Mr. Dinwiddie. Did you say opportunity or did you mean proportunity? That's why you're the host with the most. (laughs) Well, thank you. And also, uh, we normally don't like I don't know as a take. So we brought Martin back to explain why we're betting on him today. (laughs) Martin, welcome back to the show. Your mint tea was phenomenal in your absence. He had a great take on this particular game that nobody was happy with. So please continue, sir. Bucket. Oh, shut. thank you, coach. Was it was it Kai Havertz anytime goal scorer? I think he said. No, it was nothing. He literally said, "I have no idea." Oh. That was his take. <laughs> I have no idea. He didn't even have players. Go ahead. Apologies. There was a power cut in my neighborhood. Where did I get up to before I was cut off? Was you're I... done with the Dortmund, and you're you're heading to Plymouth. Plymouth Rock. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, tight 10th second leg at Stamford Bridge. Odds on under 2.5 goals look very, very appealing when you consider how goal-shy Chelsea have been, yet also solid in defence. Um, so, yeah, the other game is in League One, which is the league below the championship that Buckets was talking about earlier, the third tier of English soccer. All very exciting. And Plymouth Argyle have a magnificent home record there this season. 15 wins, one draw and just one defeat from 17 games. It has left them second in the League One table. So they do remain on course to secure automatic promotion to the championship at the end of the season. However, they are now just five points clear of Ipswich after the Tractor Boys that's what Ipswich are called, the Tractor Boys, uh, won three in a row. So Plymouth needs to keep on winning two to maintain that advantage. They host an informed Derby County side, but Derby have struggled on the road this season. Just five wins from 16 away games. So it would be surprising if they beat Plymouth at home park. Plymouth won 3-2 in Derby earlier this season. They should be able to repeat the feat in front of their home fans. The odds on Plymouth draw no bet looks great. So get your money back if they can only draw and you profit if they win. So that's my pick. Thanks for uh, giving me a second chance to deliver that one. No problem. You can thank Buckets too for being awful. And we had to bring you back on. My goodness. Embarrassing Buckets. Absolutely embarrassing. Now, Camila in the chat. Let's say Camila in the chat says live bets all day night camila you better follow m squared you better follow mikey b for all of those live bets that i but you also better follow the counselor of cash the man is in a world unto his own right now by the way we'll be live today 3 p.m eastern time for the early weds as we break down the players championship but right here right now we're talking college basketball see ya the floor is yours Yeah, I can't wait for the early wedge, but let's talk some college basketball. We're coming off the San Francisco win. Let's take another dog. This time, we're actually going to go against the Sharps and against the public in most part. We're going to take the Florida State Seminoles plus two and a half versus Georgia Tech. Now, part of the reason the Sharps and the public, frankly, are all over Florida State. Mind you, this opened at Pickham. It's now Florida State plus two and a half at FanDuel specifically. It was two and a half at Caesars. Now it's down to two. I still like it at two, both at Caesars and uh, DraftKings. But just so you know, 
It's plus two and a half at FanDuel at minus 120. Part of the reason this ballooned to two and a half from the pick'em line is because of how these teams are coming into this tournament. Georgia Tech is on a nice little streak. They, they've won a few games in a row, but if you look at the bigger picture, six, seven games, they've won a handful of games. They look pretty good. FSU, on the other hand, haven't won many games, and they've looked bad in a couple spots, but let's break that down a little bit further. Georgia Tech, their little stretch that has been pretty good, it's a bit misleading. So first of all, they beat Notre Dame, not a very good team. They beat Louisville, who's only won four games this season. By the way, one of those four was against Georgia Tech in February. <laughs> um, they, the Georgia Tech has also beat Syracuse, which is flailing. And they beat a good Boston College team, but they beat a good Boston College team without Quinton Post, arguably Boston College's best player who sprained his ankle three minutes into the game. The only other win on their record during this winning stretch, of course, you all know it. You all remember it. It's a win against Florida Tech. I'm going to say that again, Florida <laughs> Tech, who, to their credit, they're 19-11 in the Sunshine State Conference, but also that's a Division II conference. Good job, Georgia Tech. Really <laughs> proud of you. So here's the things. A lot of these wins, you know, Boston College without Quinton Post, beating Louisville, beating Syracuse, who hasn't beaten anybody, beating Notre Dame, who's got a losing record. Like, a lot of these wins aren't great, but then you look at North Carolina, or excuse me, you look at FSU, and yes, FSU has gotten blown out and they've, they've lost, they've had some bad games. They, they've lost against Syracuse. They got killed by Clemson. This is a little while ago, but in their last four games, they lost at Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech's good. They lost against UNC. That was a game that we had, actually. I had UNC mm -hmm. and they ended up covering. But remember, FSU really fought hard in that game, like cutting the game to, I think, a two point deficit before kind of falling and missing the cover for, for us. They also beat the Canes and they also lost to Boston College with Quinton Post. And by the way, Quentin Post, just to tell you how important he is, he had 21 points in that game and six and six rebounds. So again, if you look at kind of, if you, if you deep dive a little bit, the, this little winning stretch and this little losing stretch for FSU, I don't think these guys are in different platforms. So if I'm getting two and a half points and I think Florida State can outright win this game, I'm going to take it. How hot has the counselor been? I'm glad you asked. Well, Brock in the chat says, counselor is maybe more than $1,000 in just two weeks, and I am not a huge better. That's all wow. I'm going to say. Now, we do have an interesting development, Sia, because I have Sportsline, the mobile app, open right now, $10 a month, join, and the maestro is opposite you. He has Georgia Tech. Your thoughts? Well, I, I did say that, that the public and Sharps are on this play, and, and for the record, like it's not like I hate uh, Maestro's play. I understand where he's coming from. I just think coming into this game, these teams are more even than, than their win-loss records are indicating. So if Maestro was on the show, I'd be challenging him to a showdown. That's, That's what, what I'm talking about. This kumbaya stuff, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. That's what I'm talking about. Maestro, wherever you are, please let us know. We have another show today, Early Edge and Five. We have more than enough time to get a showdown in, which is my favorite thing to do. I think Maestro is going to be scared. I think This is, is an early afternoon game, so we're going to have to, before the early wedge, at oh, three, we're right. going to have to make sure we get, we get the showdown media. going if we're going to get it. All right. Well, I'll put a little uh, little nudge out there on social media. But in the meantime, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap, courtesy of the snake, all, always doing the hard work, trying to wrangle this crew. Are you kidding me? M squared, tennis, let's go. Plus 115 over Taro Daniel. Then C and Ajad, the counselors on Florida State, plus two and a half. Mikey B, Lakers on the money line. Right now, you just got to feel for the Grizzlies. How do they get through this negative time without their star job? Uh, Morant, we'll see, but we're on the Lakers just to win the game tonight. The Spencer Dinwiddie, remember, look at the Nets game. He's no longer with the Mavericks. Over 10.5 rebounds and assists, minus 135. Then Buckets, two plays today. One from 
the Champions League. We're going to go most cards. And somebody in the chat asked if cards and fouls were the same thing. They are not. They are not the same thing. Most cards is when the guy puts up the yellow card or the red card. It's just a foul and no card. That's a completely different story. All right, Bristol City, draw, no bet, minus 130. And then the guru. Rounding it out, Chelsea Dortmund. Let's go under two and a half. Just put on Paramount Plus so we can get the viewership. Put it on in the background. That's all you need to do. Then Plymouth, draw, no bet, minus one at 10. Absolutely love that play as well. Quick reminder, early edge in five today at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But an hour before that, me, counselor, <clears throat> Patrick McDonald. And normally M Squared is in the chat. We'll see if he's there today. But we haven't covered. It's a big-time week on the PGA Tour. And we'll have a big-time week right here on the early wedge. But with all that being said, hopefully you enjoyed the show this morning. I brought all my heavy hitters to start our week. We start on Tuesdays. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. From our entire crew, love oh, the counselor, guru, buckets, Mikey B, Snake, AB, Prop Stars, Berg Betts, all in the chat this morning. How many is that? That's nine people, ten people working for you because we grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about right here at the edge. Good luck.